welcome to another episode of Citrus Love Podcast. This week, I'm doing something a little different. I've been thinking about it for a while, and that's sharing my story on the podcast about why I started the podcast, the reason, the inspiration, the struggle um, that that brought me to deciding to do this for you guys and, and for myself as well as a mom. In the next few weeks, I'll be releasing some special episodes focused on maternal mental health for the month of October, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I thought it would be good to share my story, how I struggled with transitioning into motherhood. And then next week, you'll hear about other mothers. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to help normalize some of the challenges that a lot of mothers are going through right now. Maybe it's you, maybe it's a friend you know, maybe you're pregnant, you don't know what's gonna happen. So it's just about keeping it real and honest. And today I'll be sharing my story of becoming a mother. So let's get this started. Hey moms, are you tired of being tired? Or maybe yelling at your kids? Or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum? Or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all? Or just to become a more confident mom? If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired. I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance, and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. I have two kids now. My son is almost five. My daughter is two and a half. And I'm currently pregnant with my third. I so expecting for the end of this year. I have to start how I viewed motherhood before becoming a mother because I've been finding that speaking with a lot of mothers recently and there was this common denominator of what the hell is this? <laughs> like, why didn't anyone tell me becoming a mother would be like this? Well, we kind of know, but until you actually live it, experience everything fully, 100%, um, it's quite different to all the pregnant mamas listening. Or if you don't have kids, but you take care of kids, it is totally, totally different. So I grew up in a very small town in northern Alberta, Canada. My dad was a farmer and my mom used to be an elementary school teacher, but she was a stay-at-home mom with my sister, my brother, and I until we were much older. And once in a while, she would go to teach and help out, but she volunteered quite a lot. So I grew up with having a stay-at-home mom. My closest friends also had stay-at-home moms. It's just 
something I grew up with and it was natural for me. I didn't know it any other way. My mom truly made being a mom look like so much fun that I could not wait to become a mom and have my own kids one day. That was no brainer. When someone would ask me the question, do you want to have kids? For me, it was yes. Like who wouldn't want kids? Like this is amazing. My mom, she was an amazing cook, baker, seamstress, you name it. She did crafts. She played with us on the floor for hours. She enjoyed it. We were her students. She did lots of things with us. She also truly believed that having a child shouldn't stop you from living. Her family was down east. So we started traveling with her when we were quite young. We were on a farm like half an hour outside the the closest small town of 500 people. So kind of giving you a glimpse of what my life was. I'll fast forward to finishing university. I was living in Montreal, was not expecting to stay in Montreal, but life happened. I met my partner at university. Fast forward again, I felt my clock ticking. I wanted to have kids. And this was a conversation I have had with my partner years prior to even being ready, uh, having kids. That was one thing I told him, when I have kids during the preschool years, I'm gonna be home with the kids. This is just something that's always been important to me. And I don't care if we need to eat toast with almond butter and honey for breakfast, lunch and dinner. We're going to make it work. So for him, he knew that that was what we had planned. I grew up in a conservative, traditional Christian family, and it was expected that you got married before having kids like a lot of families still believe and do and follow to each their own and for me I just it wasn't it didn't feel right for me I wanted to have a child and I got pregnant 28 and so I was so nervous to tell my mom my parents mostly my mom because she was very direct about her views on this and her opinions I was so nervous so nervous oh my gosh I remember the phone call I told her basically she said she was very disappointed um she was in shock and she cried and I cried and um we didn't speak for a week I gave her time to process it so it was tough I didn't have family support around me like physically and my partner he's originally from Tunisia and his family's there and most of his family so we didn't have that side and honestly we were both just working and I have to say we, we didn't have much of a social life and in Canada we get well at the time up to 12 months of maternity leave So when I got pregnant, it was actually financially the worst time for us. I was on maternity leave and my partners, he had almost lost 90% of his customers to a competitor. We were counting our nickels and dimes, like literally to get by. And it was very stressful, but we made it work with what we had. And so we were basically very mindful of every penny spent. Thankfully, I was gifted all the big ticket items like a stroller, car seat, a crib. And I had some others give me hand-me-downs of kids' clothing. I would shop to a secondhand store for my son. I didn't take the bus. I didn't have a car. I would walk literally 
everywhere to not need to buy a ticket for the bus. I use cloth diaper to reduce the amount we'd spent. And my mom had kept, surprisingly, our 80s cloth diapers. So that's what I use for my son. I did meal planning to make sure that everything I bought, we would be eating and that I wouldn't be buying extras. And also, we were told that if I would take online courses, distance learning, I would get some money as a part-time mom going back and doing some studies. So I, I did take two or three semesters of child psychology classes, which I really wanted to do. And so my son, I think he was a couple months, maybe three months. And when he would nap, I would be writing my projects, my essays, doing my work, reading and doing my child psychology classes. We did not do takeout. My party needed a car to get to work. So we put the minimum, minimum amount of gas needed just to get from our apartment, which we were renting to where we needed to go. So um, if you've ever done that, it can be stressful. You're hoping the car won't stop like in the middle of nowhere. Anyways, I was so happy to be pregnant and it happened quite easily. I had a great pregnancy. Everything went well, but I didn't like being pregnant, mainly because I've always been very mindful of my body, exercising, eating well. If I feel tired, I, I go to bed earlier, just mindful of how I feel. And if you've been pregnant, you know that you kind of lose up to a certain point control of your body. You're exhausted. It's heavy. You start not sleeping well. You're uncomfortable. Oh, I'm out of breath just talking. Some people love being pregnant, although I had a great pregnancy. I don't love being pregnant and just having to pee like a thousand times and all these things and not wanting to eat certain foods. And I would get very nauseous in the beginning. So, yeah. For having my own child, I had lots of judgment towards mothers. I love seeing mothers with their kids. I found it the most beautiful thing. And also seeing a pregnant woman, I thought it was the most beautiful thing. But I never truly understood why a mother would, one, not be a stay-at-home mom, especially the first few years with their kids. I did not understand that. And also, I didn't understand why not every woman would want to become mothers. <laughs> and I'm laughing because now I quite understand why a woman would not want to have a child. Because having my own, I know what it is really like. To each their own, no judgment. And you do what's best for you and what you want. And especially don't follow other people's opinion of how you should be living your life and with how many kids. Because that will not lead to a happy mom life if it's not you that chooses your own motherhood. Honestly, the birth, no matter how much you prep, no matter how much you read up on how to give birth and what's going to be your birth plan, no matter if how many kids you have, Every single birth is different and you can never, ever, ever, ever know how it's going to go. So that made me truly nervous. Ever since I was a kid, I hated going to the hospital. I hated the smell. I'm sorry if you work in that field. 
it just smells like death to me. Probably because every time we went to a hospital, it was because someone was dying. So I don't have good memories of being in the hospital and I wanted to avoid it at all costs. I went back and forth. I started out at a clinic with a doctor while I was on a waiting list with a midwife to give birth in a birth house here in Montreal. Finally, I got the call that I was accepted at the birth house and I decided to go that path. Skip to end of 2015. I give birth naturally. My son was in the car and we were driving and I kept looking at the back seat, the rear view mirror and seeing his face. And he was like all serious and looked like he was mad at me. And there were these thoughts that just kept coming. And and I wrote a post about it on citruslove.com about the reality of motherhood and how lonely it felt. And so many people sent me messages about it to share their experience and to see like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you were feeling this way because I've always been this positive, smiling, everything's good person. And I felt sad. I felt deep sadness for having given birth to my son. Like it's so weird just saying that. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my mom. I'm like, if I say this, they're going to think I'm crazy. And for weeks, I after giving birth, you know, I bonded with my son, breastfeeding. I have to say it was a struggle in the beginning. I had milk, but I, it was tough to get my son to latch on properly. And I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night and sometimes it would take me half an hour to get him to latch on. And I was like exhausted and oh my gosh. But eventually I learned. I had nightmares that something horrible was happening to my child. He was dying by accidents in different ways. Like, And I can tell you after um, even my daughter being born at the second birth, I had nightmares uh, constantly, especially the first week for sure that I remember of horrible things happening to my baby mothering there's a learning curve and my mom came the first week because I gave birth two weeks before Christmas she had a ticket to fly back I was in a small apartment it was dark we didn't have much lighting and in Montreal in winter it's gloomy and gray and the sun never comes out like it comes out maybe once a month it's very depressing (laughs) so that didn't help plus I had given birth to a new baby. My mom had left. My partner was working six, seven days a week. I was alone. I was alone. I could only fly with a newborn. He needed to be, I think, 10 days. So I waited until he was 11 days. And I took that flight and I went home to my parents to get that support. But before that, I was a week by myself. No one came to visit. No one called except my mom. And it was hard. It was tough. And I felt so sad. I felt like my son would have been much safer, happier inside my stomach. I I felt sad. And I cried. I would cry. And my partner was could not understand why I was crying. And I don't know when, but eventually... I don't know if it was maybe two months later, but I remember he said, Christian, you have to get stronger. And I was like, what the fuck? No, 
<laughs> seriously um, um i was like like where do i start i'm alone i did go home to my parents for six weeks and that was like yes that helped a lot i got into kind of a routine got to know my baby and had time to sleep and and visit some friends so that went well and then I came back and it was still winter it was February and I remember I was like okay that's it I need to socialize like I'm gonna go insane and I took my phone and I started texting most of my friends didn't have kids at that time so that was one thing so I'm like I have to meet new mom friends uh some mom friends because like some of my friends were going out or meeting up at bars and I was like nope I can't go there I can't do that nope um like I have to follow my son's schedule I'm exhausted I want to sleep I don't want to go out and I remember I texted even friends that didn't have kids and I was like oh let's come over and no one came and the ones that had made plans canceled the day of or the day before and you have to understand that here in winter it gets really cold and most of my friends didn't have cars so they would take public transportation some of them had kids so um it was not worth it for them to get dressed and go out and get to a new mom's place for an hour or two and go back it just made me feel even more alone is this gonna be my life with the baby with the child for the next few years like this sucks <laughs> and I have to say that because I've realized that other moms also feel the same way but we're all afraid to say it because we feel like if we say it one if you've been able to have a child then imagine all the other women that have fertility issues or challenges okay they pray to be in your situation or you have a child that's the most beautiful thing in the world yes but honestly not in those first few months definitely not the baby is adorable and cute and I love to put different outfits on him but the rest was like oh this is tough and so basically it was sleep change the diapers and eat when I was so hungry and forget taking a shower I would do that maybe once a week I don't remember I mean that wasn't a priority at that time one thing I remember is hearing on the news this celebrity saying that she felt depressed after having a child giving birth and I, at the time I was like oh my gosh that's horrible how can a mother not enjoy being a mother or not be able to bond with her child and when I had my son I I kept thinking back to that moment that I had read the article and I'm like is this how I'm feeling but I'm bonding with my child so what's even postpartum depression like I don't know what it is so I went on Google like million other moms and I wrote postpartum depression and symptoms and I read the article I read a few and I was like hmm that's not really me I don't feel that bad but I don't feel great 
So I, I read about baby blues. I'm like, is this what I have? I'm not sure. And it said it's temporarily happens to a lot of new moms. It goes on away eventually. I'm like, but how long will it last? Is this how I'm feeling? Have I been feeling like depressed for a few weeks, but I can eat and I can sleep. So I'm not really depressed. So it was just very confusing. I felt like I was worse than baby blues. So frustrated that I wasn't informed about this, about this possibility even for new mothers. That's why I really want to do something special for you guys. Maybe you're thinking of having a child. Maybe you are pregnant. Maybe you're expecting your second, third, fourth. It doesn't matter. I want to prevent as many mothers from feeling if this is motherhood. I don't like it. I don't feel like myself. I don't know who I am. What do I enjoy? How did I live my life before? And how am I living my life now? And how can I find a happy medium? Or how can I ever find my way back to myself? That's what I felt. I, I remember a former colleague, she said, I, she texted me and, and I told her a little bit that it was tough. And she's like, there is light at the end of the tunnel, I promise you. Those first three months can be the most physically and mentally draining and challenging months of your life. You feel like you will never get on the other side where the sun is shining. And But she said, I promise you, get through those first three months however you can manage and light will be there on the other side. That's what gave me hope because that one mom, her kids were now teenagers. She told me, yes, it's tough as it's tough as shit, but just wait those three months. And during the tough times, it's just remember those wonderful moments and pull your strength from things that give you energy, makes you smile. And people that tell you, I get it, but it will get better. One thing I want to say just because of the episodes coming up next week about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety is that I was never diagnosed for any depression, but I am someone that can easily spiral down like the deep dark tunnel. So I have to be very careful of how I think and what content I consume and the people that I surround myself with. Now that my son is almost five and I've put the effort to strengthen my mind and to learn how to strengthen my body, especially after having given birth and my second birth, I was in physio for a year because of diastasis recti, separation of my abdominal walls after childbirth and hip joints issues. So I've become very mindful of how I use my body, my mom body, my postpartum body, and what I feed my mind. That being said, so I started blogging. I created citruslove.com. When my son was seven months, ever since I had him, I felt so alone. Frustrated that 
people did not share their the true reality of having a child. Like the same two things they tell you is sleep with when the baby sleep and it's going to be exhausting and a lot of work, but motherhood is amazing. That was it. No one told me about the birth. No one told me make sure you have people around you because or else it's going to be tough and you might get depressed easily. I mean, no one told me about uh, these certain things that I wish I knew. And I remember that first month I went online. I'm like, there's got to be a mom that is feeling like crap right now and is sharing what's helping her. So I went to check mom bloggers. I used to work in fashion marketing and I have a degree in fashion marketing. So I don't want to be that mom that it just looks like hell. Like being a mom is miserable. I did not want to let myself go, forget about who I was, what I enjoyed. Just thinking of gro- going to the grocery store um, gave me anxiety because I'm like, what if the baby cries and he has to be changed? And if he needs to be fed, I can't just feed him in the middle of the grocery store. This is like the, the reality of being a new mom and how you might feel so unprepared for it because no one talks to you about how they experience it. And then you actually start saying something and they're like, yes, it was like that for me too. I'm like, really? Now you tell me? So (laughs) I'm just uh, venting a little bit. Okay, so let's get back to it. So I started blogging when my son was seven months because I felt I had to share some things that way it's living through. I had to use an outlet to get back to what I enjoyed. I enjoyed fashion, putting outfits together. I enjoyed cooking and baking. I enjoyed um, traveling, but I wasn't traveling. So I enjoyed motherhood. Well, you know what? I just wanted to share my reality as a mom and cute outfits for kids too because I mean when they're a baby there's not much you can do so I started blogging out to share just my thoughts and just to feel like myself a little bit and skip to two years later I'm still blogging weekly but I felt like I was missing these deep meaningful conversations I'm someone that loves one-on-one conversation Let's meet for hot chocolate, coffee or tea or muffin. And I want to get to know you. I want to know what makes you passionate. What makes you smile? Like what is tough as hell in your life? I want to know you. I was missing some intellectual conversations uh, apart from talking about diapers and, and toddlers and when they're, or they're starting to walk and things like that. So I wanted to have something for me. I took Tony Robbins program, the knowledge business blueprint a year and a half ago said is you should feel that you're doing a disservice to society and the world if you are not sharing what you've learned. Because maybe that one thing that's helped you can help someone else. And I kept thinking about podcasting, but I was like, who am I to do it? I'm a stay at home mom. Like, I'm just a mom. Why would anyone listen to me? And I'm like, but you know what? If I can share conversations that I wish someone would have shared and that I could have heard before or during, even at the beginning of becoming a mom, it would have been so 
so much better. It would have given me hope. It would have given me mental strength, like a place to go to listen to conversations, to just say, it's okay. This is hard. You can do this, this, this. You can try this, this, this. How to raise caring, confident kids. How to be confident as a mom. How to feel stronger after having birth. A physically stronger, how to work on that mind. Um mental strength as a mom it's insanely important because as you know if you have kids those first few years are really really challenging and pull you apart in every which direction and make you learn about yourself your strengths your weak spots and it makes you want to be at least for myself a better human being Basically, this podcast, Citrus Love, Keeping Motherhood Inspired, was to keep myself inspired and to think back to the me as a first-time mom and how I was feeling alone, tired, exhausted. Um, I felt shame for having thoughts that I didn't like my life as a mom, that maybe I shouldn't have had kids. Trying to connect both and to bring some conversations that I find are not spoken about enough. And that's my story. So if you're listening to it right now, up until the end, uh, you are amazing. And you've just gotten to know me a little better. So with that being said, have a great week, mama, and do something good for you. Because you are worth it and you sure deserve it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, Keeping Motherhood Inspired Podcast. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com slash episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening. Two, three, four, five, six stars. Whatever you feel reflect podcast. This will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode. And thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys.